What's going on, Rock Church? God bless you. Thank you for joining us week after week. Thank you for being part of what God is doing here at the Rock Church. Thank you also for being the church anywhere you are in the world. If we haven't met, my name is Mario Montoya. I'm the campus pastor at Rock Church San Isidro. And at this point, I'm going to invite you to start sharing this message. I believe God, God has a word for you. So uh, would you share this message and, and bless other people through this message? Uh, we are going to continue our series on discipleship. Uh, this series is incredible. Pastor Miles has been taking us through this incredible journey on discipleship. This series titled The Difference Maker. In this series, we, we have been looking at the life of Jesus and how he did ministry. And, and we're focusing on ministry, mentoring, and multiplying. You see, through this series, we know that the only way that we can become difference makers in this world is by looking at the life of Jesus and how he did ministry, how he mentored people, and how he multiplied himself, and to have disciples that pretty much turned the whole world upside down. Today, we're going to be focusing on the attribute of prayer. Since we're going to be talking a lot about prayer, I'm going to invite you to get on your knees and let's pray. If you are in the room with someone you love, would you look at them in a non-judgmental way and tell them to get on your knees with you? Uh, we are going to pray. Also, I want to remind you that at the end of this service, at the end of this sermon, we are going to give you an opportunity to practice what we learned. So stick around because we're going to pray together. It's going to be amazing. Would you close your eyes? Would you bow your heads? Let's pray. God... We thank you so much for your presence in this place. God, we ask that you would speak to our hearts directly. Spirit of God, we ask that you would give us a heart that is dependent on the power of prayer. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. All right, uh, Rock Church, as you are standing up, would you take this opportunity to keep sharing this message? Also, if you have a phone with you, sharing the good news, the message of Jesus has never been easier than during this time. You see, it's pretty cool what you can do with a push of a button. You can reach people all over the world. And as, as we look at a phone, as I look at my phone, I, I am pretty impressed with the capacity, the capabilities, the functions that a phone can do. Isn't it pretty amazing what a phone can do? You can send emails. You can send messages. You can create videos and photos, create content for social media. You can even make phone calls on a phone. The only bad thing about a phone is that it depends on the battery power. You see, a phone can do so much, but it's limited. And once the battery dies, the phone is pretty much useless. I've been making some observations in my life, and I've noticed that usually by midday, my phone is running low on battery. And usually by the end of the night, my phone is either dead or really about to die. So what I do is I get my phone, I plug it in next to my nightstand, and I let it charge overnight so that the next day I can get my phone and, and use it all over again. I've also made an observation on my wife because my wife uses her, uses her phone two times or three times more than I do, 
and she never runs out of battery. Listen, I'm not throwing my wife under the bus. She gave me permission to use her as an example. Uh, but if you ladies understand the power of communication, say amen. In the chat, say amen. We understand. We get it. Yeah, say, say hey. Uh, she never runs out of battery. See, when she's working on her desk, her phone is plugged in. When she gets on the car, her phone is plugged in. When she gets back home, she has a circle uh, looking thing that she puts her phone on top of that and the phone charges. At night, she plugs her phone and the phone never runs out of battery. Then it clicked on me one day when I saw that. I realized that sometimes our prayer lives can be the way that I use my phone. We wait to the very, very end of the road. We wait to the very end of the day to get connected to the source of power. And just as a phone, see, that phone without power is pretty much, it's pretty much useless. At this point, I'm going to ask you, would you rethink how important it is to stay connected to the power of prayer? Jesus understood the power of prayer. He was connected to the Father. We're going to look at his life we're going to see how he prayed. And it was pretty common to see Jesus pray, uh, sometimes spend nights in prayer. Sometimes he would go with his disciples and throughout the day pray over time, throughout the day blessing things and praying and doing ministry. He would also, very common for Jesus to pray at the beginning of the day. He would go to a solitary place to pray. Because he knew his life, his ministry depended on his prayer. Which is going to take us to point number one. If you are writing notes, if you are writing notes, uh, please write this down. Point number one. Like Jesus, we can only do impactful ministry by being dependent. Dependent. Dependent on the power of prayer. You see... Mark 1.35, in this passage, we read that very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up. He left the house and went off to a solitary place where he prayed. Let's, let's stop right there. He will go off to a solitary place to pray. Uh, Luke 11 calls it this certain place. You see, and every time Jesus will go to this certain place, he will walk out of that certain place ready to do ministry, ready to love on people, ready to proclaim the good news about God, about the restoration that God wanted to do in those lives. He understood that he had to be connected to the, powers, to the power source. Let me ask you a question. What is your certain place? That when you go to this certain place, do you walk out of this certain place loving people? Or do you walk out of this certain place where you spend most of your time hating people? I'm going to challenge you to rethink 
your certain place. Because wherever you spend your time and however you spend it, that's how you're going to come out of that place. So I'm going to encourage you to rethink that certain place. And as Jesus, go to a certain place where you can be in the presence of God, ready to receive what he has for you and what he wants to do in your life. Let's keep reading how Jesus handled his prayer life. Simon and his companions went to look for him. This is when Jesus was praying. And when they found them, they exclaimed, everyone is looking for you. Friends, family, you have a platform. People want to see and want to hear what you have to say. Like Jesus. Jesus replied, let us go somewhere else to the nearby villages so that I can preach there also. That is why I have come. Jesus wanted to stay focused on the mission. He didn't want to be distracted by the people that wanted to hear him. He had a mission. The only way that he was able to do this ministry was by staying dependent on the power of prayer. That was going to empower him, which is going to take us to our second point. Point number two, if you are writing notes, write this down. Like Jesus, like Jesus' prayer empowers us to mentor powerful prayer warriors. Powerful prayer warriors. Uh, during COVID-19, I know a lot of things happen in our, in our lives. Life changed as we knew it. Maybe you suffered your health suffer. Maybe you lost some loved ones. Maybe your children suffered. We experienced that at home. Little Mario, my son, he's six years old, and, and, and he experienced that. Uh, he was very intolerant to people. He, he, he didn't tolerate uh, uh, anybody. He was very irritated with everybody. He just wanted to be in his iPad. And, 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 and I get them. I, I, I get it. Uh, if, if sometimes we felt the same way, uh, any parents in the chat room can relate. Maybe, yeah, this is what happened to you. This was your experience as well. Um, one day he comes up to me and he says, Daddy, do you think, do you think I can uh, spend some time with you and maybe we can play this video game? You can play it on your phone and I can play it on my iPad. I said, yeah, let's do it. At the end of that day, he says, this has been the best day of my life. The following day, the following day, he says, Daddy, do you think you can teach me how to ride the bike? I taught him how to ride the bike. He said, Daddy, this is the best day of my life. The following day, he tells me, Daddy, do you think you can help me? Uh, you can teach me how to ride my scooter. I, 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 I spent that day with him and he learned how to ride his scooter. He said, this is the best day of my life. The following day, he said, Daddy, do you think I can go with Mama to the store? What six-year-old wants to spend time with the Mama at the store? But, but he was onto something. You see, he understood the importance of being close to someone, being mentored, being guided by someone that would remind him about his identity, that would remind them that he was powerful, that he was able to conquer and do all these things. Then uh, he comes home and he says, Daddy, this has been the best day of my life. The following day, he says, Dad, do you think you can teach me how to play football? I said, son, the only football that I know how to play is the one that you kick with your foot. So, you know, parents, YouTube, you can YouTube anything nowadays. Uh, I, 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 I learned a little bit on how to throw a ball and then here we are playing football. He says, this is the best day of my life. What change? What change? Well, his perspective change. Then he is going to his brother and he's teaching him how to play. He's teaching him how to act, how to react, how he's being patient with them. 
You see, Jesus would oftentimes be heard saying, I only do what I see the Father do. Uh, in Matthew uh, 6, 9, we see that, that, Jesus, that Jesus taught his disciples how to pray. He walked with them. He showed them the way how to, how to, how to pray. Uh, he would sometimes take three disciples to pray with them. He would oftentimes just abruptly stop everything that he was doing. And he would say something like, Father, I know that you hear me. I know that you always hear me, but I'm just praying this out loud for the sake of the people that are listening. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and it was very common for Jesus to do something like that. One, in one instance, a disciple comes up to him and says, Jesus, can you teach us how to pray? And Jesus gives them a model that if, if, if you grew up in church or you probably uh, go to church on Easter and Christmas, uh, this is probably something that you see, the Lord's Prayer. Jesus says, in this manner, therefore, pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power. Say power, power. Say it one more time, power and the glory forever. Amen. There is power. You might be saying, you know what, Mario, I don't feel powerful. Uh, the, the situations around me uh, have led me to believe that I'm a failure. Well, let me remind you right now. There is power. There is power in prayer. You can become a prayer warrior. Now, here is my challenge. Are you in a group? Because if you are in a group, you're going to learn how to pray. Maybe you don't know how to pray, but you're going to learn how to pray. Maybe you're going to learn from others in that group how to pray. If, if one person in that group is a prayer warrior, let me tell you something. That is going to be rubbing off on the rest of the people in the group. And soon enough, you're going to be a prayer warrior. Believe it or not, many, many years ago, I was a Marine. I know, I know. Do not let the skinny legs deceive you. Do not let this hippie hair deceive you. This is my, my COVID-19 style. Don't, uh, um, don't hate, don't hate. Uh, but yeah, many, many years ago, I was a Marine. And, and at that time, I, I met this staff sergeant. And he was super cool. And he called everyone warrior. He will be walking around everywhere. What's up, warrior? What's up, warrior? What's up, warrior? And, 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 and one time, I, I asked him, uh, staff sergeant, why, why do you call everybody warrior? He said, well, warrior... I want to remind people as I mentor them that they are warriors. You see, he was saying this to Marines in garrison. And for those of you that have no idea what in garrison means, means those Marines that are in a base, they are not fighting a battle. They are not in war. They're in the safety of a base. They're not deployed. So he is going around reminding people, you are a warrior. You are a warrior. Let me ask you a question. Are you in a group? where you are being reminded of your identity. Maybe you're not in a war right now, but let me remind you that you are a prayer warrior. You might say, I do not feel like a warrior right now. 
I'm going to declare that over your life. You are a prayer warrior. You are a warrior, but you don't understand my relationships have failed. My, my business is lost. I, I've lost so much hope. You are a warrior. Type it in the comments. Type it in the comments right now. I am a warrior. I am a warrior. Declare that over your life as I declare this over your life. You are a warrior. You are a prayer warrior. And you know what prayer warriors do? They pray for other people. And they empower other people. And this is going to take me to our point number three. If you're writing notes, please write this down. It's so important. Like Jesus, like Jesus, we multiply powerful praying warriors by sending them on their mission. We send them on their mission. Jesus, before ascending into heaven, he's about to go into heaven he prays for his disciples. He's gonna, he had promised that he was going to send them the Holy Spirit to go with them. But now that they are prayer warriors, now that they depend on the power of prayer, now he can go to heaven. And, and he prays that just as Jesus sent them, uh, John 17, 13, as typical Jesus, he looks up to heaven and he says, Father, I am coming to you now, but I say these things while I'm still in the world. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave that to you for you to read it and meditate on your own. I'm gonna paraphrase it. I'm gonna summarize it for you. He prays for his disciples because they are about to be sent into the world. And he says, in this world, you will be hated. In this world, uh, people are not going to like you. But just as God sent me, I'm sending you into this world. It takes a lot of courage to pray that prayer over your life. Would you pray that prayer over your life? Here I am, Lord sent me. Well, but if you pray that prayer, what if God tells you, hey, send everything that you have, sell everything and, and become a missionary to Mexico and depend on beans and rice and, and Jesus Christ. That's all you're going to de be depending on. W would that happen? Maybe. Maybe God wants to use you in your zip code. Maybe God wants you to start discipling people. Maybe God wants to use you to open up a group where you can empower prayer warriors. Or you can send them, but before you send them, you step up and you say, here I am, Lord. Maybe God is calling you. Maybe he's calling you to serve in Rock Church, San Isidro. And that is probably the closest you're going to get to becoming a missionary in Mexico. We're literally right there by the border. But Jesus prayed this prayer as he's sending his disciples If Jesus prayed this prayer over his disciples, can we say, here I am, Lord. Send me, send me into this world. You know who else prayed that prayer? My son, little Mario. At six years old, he's teaching me so much. You see, Mario is terrified of teenagers. And when I say terrified, I mean it. He is terrified terrified of teenagers. You see, we live very close to a high school. So when school is in session, we see the students pass by. We see the students walk through 
through uh, our street, and, and, and Mario sees the teenagers. And he sees that they can be violent. He sees that they can be loud and obnoxious. I love teenagers, by the way. But he's terrified. One day, one day, two teenagers got in a fight. One of them was covered in blood. His face was covered in blood. As he's walking by our house, little Mario walks out and he sees him and he's terrified. Like, ah, daddy, please protect me from the teenagers. I, I, I don't ever want to see a teenager. His prayers were, God, please protect me from the, from the teenagers. God, please keep me away. Keep me safe. Keep our home safe from the teenagers. And then one day something started changing. Something started shifting. One day he said, as, as I'm driving, he's sitting in the back of the car. He said, Dad, do you think God loves teenagers? I said, I, I think God loves teenagers. What, what do you think? He said, yeah, I've been thinking about it. And I believe that God loves teenagers. And I believe that God wants them to know Jesus. I said, wow, that's, that's pretty profound. How do we do that? He said, I've been thinking about this at six years old. I've been thinking about this. What if we tell one teenager, what if we tell one teenager about Jesus and then they pray to Jesus and then their life changes and then they go and tell their friends and then those friends go and tell their friends and then those friends go and tell their friends and, their friends, and they multiply, daddy, and they multiply. I said, that is a brilliant idea, son. But then he encountered another problem. He said, but dad, what about the teenagers in Mexico? What about them? Keep in mind, he is terrified of teenagers. He is terrified of teenagers. What about the teenagers in Mexico? What about them, son? Well, you, you speak Spanish. I speak a little bit of Spanish. Why don't we go and we tell one teenager in Mexico. And then he tells his friends. And then their friends tell their friends. And their friends tell their friends. And their friends tell their friends. And then all of them can be praying to Jesus. They'll be multiplying, daddy. Like, wow. This is amazing. Six years old. You know, maybe like Jesus, little Mario, he only does what he sees his father do. I don't know. And then, and then he comes across another problem. He says, Daddy, what about the teenagers in China? What about them? I said, well, that's a really big problem, son. What do we do about them? He said, I have an idea. Do you remember my friend Mason? I said, yeah. Remember his mom spoke Chinese. What if we go and tell Mason about Jesus so that Mason can tell his mom about Jesus and so that her, uh, Mason's mom can call their family in China and tell them about Jesus and the family in China can tell all their friends, all the teenagers about Jesus and then soon everybody can be praying to Jesus. It blew my mind. It blew my mind. Here it is. Here we have a six-year-old boy who's terrified of teenagers, yet he wants 
to make a change. He understands the concept of becoming a prayer warrior so that you can also make other prayer warriors so that you will multiply. So here he is. He's saying, can we do that, daddy? So he was super, super excited about the fact, about the fact that his friend Mason was going to call his relatives in China over the phone. Hopefully that phone is charged and is connected to the power. Otherwise that phone is going to be pretty much useless. Just like our lives. Just like we embrace prayer. Let me remind you. Let me remind you. We have to stay connected to the power source. Just like Jesus. Today we saw how Jesus prayed. We saw how he prayed so that he could carry on his ministry. We saw how Jesus mentored disciples. And we saw how Jesus sent his disciples. You and I can become difference makers. Can we look at the life of Jesus and do the same? As we are getting this message in our hearts, as God is doing something in, in your heart right now, I believe that there's some of you in this place, some of you watching, that you need to pray a prayer to surrender your life to Jesus. You're seeing and you're hearing everything that we're saying, and, and I'm gonna invite you, if you can surrender your life to Jesus, this will be the very beginning of this incredible journey. So if you wanna do that today, I'm gonna give you an opportunity. I'm gonna invite you to close your eyes, bow your heads. If you wanna ask Jesus into your life, pray this prayer in the privacy of your heart. Pray, dear God, I surrender my life to you. I don't want to do this life with my own strength. I want to depend on you and your power. I admit that I'm a sinner. And God, I ask you to be my Lord and my Savior. Holy Spirit, give me a heart that is dependent on the power of prayer. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. Family, if you pray that prayer, would you text the word SAVED to 52525? Would you text the word SAVED to 52525? We want to connect with you. We want to give you resources. We want to walk this journey with you. Don't do it alone. Join a group as well. You can text the word GROUP to 52525. You're going to encounter prayer warriors that will walk this life with you. Since today we talked about prayer, I'm going to give you an opportunity to practice what we learned today. So I'm going to invite a few of my friends to take us into this moment of prayer. Hey, Rock family. My name is Vincent, and I'm joined by my friends Christina and Mario. We're so glad you're with us today. We want to invite you to join with us in a short time of prayer. And during this time, we pray that the Spirit of God would be with you, that you would experience His presence and His power in a new way. So here's how this works. I'm going to say a short prayer, and then we want to have you respond in just a few short moments with a prayer of your own, no matter where you're at, whether you're in your car, whether you're on your couch with your family, or you're in your office, we'd love to have you join in with us. Right now, I'm going to pray for those who have been affected by the COVID-19 crisis. Father, we thank you for today. 
We thank you that you hear us when we call out to you. And Lord, we ask for your mercy and your healing touch on this land. We pray for all those who have been affected by the COVID-19 crisis. Lord, we ask for those who have lost their jobs, who have been in financial distress, for those families who have had to readjust their entire schedules to be with their kids at home and to teach them in this time. Lord, would you provide for every need that they have? God, we know that you are gracious and that you are a good giver, that you long to give good gifts to your children. And so we're asking right now for healing for anyone suffering from this disease and this virus. Lord, we thank you that you give us access to healing by the power of your Holy Spirit. And so we do pray that you would do this in your name. Father, we thank you that every time we speak to you, you hear us and we get to join with you in prayer today. In Jesus' name, amen. Right now, family, we wanna encourage you to take a step of faith and say a prayer out loud for those you're with. This prayer specifically, we're, we're praying for those who have lost their job or had financial distress during this time of COVID-19 crisis. Father, again, we come before you and we thank you that you are our financial provider. And no matter what happens in the economy, no matter what happens um, due to health reasons in this pandemic all over the world, we know that you take care of your children. We belong to you and that you long to give us good gifts. And so Father, would you provide for those, especially families who are experiencing financial hardship in this season. We pray that neighbors and family members would come together, that the church would truly be the church, that we would minister to those who are hurting and broken in this season. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, family. We want to ask you to join us right now in praying over the restoration of mental health, the minds. The, we know that the enemy has a field day when our minds are not focused on Christ. And so we want to surrender our minds right now to the Lord. We want to ask him for healing. Um, so would you join us as I guide us in a prayer for the restoration of mental health? Father, we thank you so much that our minds belong to you. God, you created us. You created not just our bodies, you created our minds, our souls. And right now we declare that we take every thought captive because the weapons that we pray with, the weapons that we have for this warfare have the power to demolish strongholds. So right now in Jesus' name, we declare that you are good. We declare that you have plans for us that prosper us not to harm us. We declare that we belong to you. We declare that our minds are healed, not just our bodies, but our minds are healed because of the sacrifice of your son, Jesus. We declare right now that we are restored. Thank you, God, that right now, minds, brains, cells are being restored. Depression, go in Jesus' name. Anxiety, go right now in Jesus' name. Worry, you are eradicated in Jesus' name. And we declare that we are filled with peace that comes from the Holy Spirit. Our minds belong to you, Lord. We thank you so much for the promise that we can take every thought captive and make it obedient to you and be filled with your Holy Spirit and have every fruit of the Spirit in Jesus' name, amen. And now, Rock family, we want to invite you to take another step of faith and pray out loud for those that you know um, who are affected physically by coronavirus, whether it's our healthcare workers, whether it's someone you know personally who's battling with this. So right now, would you pray with whoever you're with and let's just declare healing and health over everyone impacted by this virus. Father, right now in the name of Jesus, we thank you for restoring physical health. We thank you that every person that is dealing with this virus right now has a touch from you and completely from head to toe, their lungs, their passages, their nasal passages, their 
bring health back to these patients. We thank you that they're physically restored, that their strength is renewed, that they're focused on you, that they bring joy, they are agents of joy, they are agents of peace. We thank you so much that you care for every single one of these people. You see them, you heal them by your stripes, Jesus. Now, Rock Church, our world and our nation is experiencing unprecedented violence and unrest. Will you join me as I pray for peace and unity? Let's bow our heads. Heavenly Father, we thank you that you are the author of peace. We thank you, Lord, that you pour out your spirit upon us, your spirit of love, of mercy, and of grace. And we pray right now, Lord, that we too would turn to the next person and that we would pour out a spirit of love, mercy, and grace. Just like your word says, freely it was given to us, freely we must give to the next. Lord, your word says that everyone will know we are your disciples by the way we love one another. So I pray, God, that we would be more concerned about sharing the love of Jesus than we would be concerned about being right or wrong. Lord, in the name of Jesus, I come against division. In the name of Jesus, I come against bickering and gossiping and slander and anger. And in the name of Jesus, we receive the peace and the unity that is displayed in Christ Jesus over each of us. Lord, I thank you for our church family. I thank you for our nation and our world. May the love of Jesus permeate in all places. In Jesus' name, amen. And now, family, I'm going to encourage you one more time to pray out loud with those that are in your space with you, or even if you're by yourself, I'd still encourage you to pray out loud. I would like for you to pray against these times of uncertainty and fear. I'm gonna pray and I want you to pray that God's peace and love would cast out all evil in these uncertain times. Let's bow our heads one more time. Heavenly Father, thank you so much that you know us, that you've given us the mind of Christ. Thank you, Lord, that challenges, that there's nothing that surpasses you, Lord. You've gone before us. You have fought our battles. In the name of Jesus, we surrender. We surrender, Lord. We no longer will be fearful. We will no longer allow fear and uncertainty to drive our actions. We adore you in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Rock family, for praying with us. Just remember that we love you and that we're always praying for you. God bless. Hey, wasn't that an amazing time of prayer? We want to continue this time of prayer. So would you send us your prayer request? If you need prayer for whatever reason, we want to pray for you and we want to pray with you. Type in your prayer request in the chat box right now. You can also text info to 52525 as we continue to pray over the week. Come back next week and let us know how God answered your prayer. And guess what? In two weeks, we're going to celebrate what God did in your life and how God answered those prayers. It's going to be an amazing time of celebration. God bless you. See you next time.